Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Good morning. Fast and furious with Omicron rapidly spreading to every corner of the country. And Christmas now just three days away. President Biden urging caution and vaccines. I promise you it saves lives. And I honest to God believe it's your patriotic duty. While coast to coast, frustration mounts over those growing lines at COVID testing sites, some hours long. At home tests, still nearly impossible to find two years into the pandemic. We'll have everything you need to know as the director of the CDC joins us. Heading home, record traffic at airports and on the roads as the holiday travel rush kicks into high gear. We didn't expect to see passengers come back the way they did. This morning, a first-hand look at what's being done to get you where you need to go on time. Driving force, the growing backlash against that controversial 110-year prison sentence for the truck driver who caused a fatal pileup after his brakes failed. Millions signing a petition calling it unjust. Even the judge and jurors involved speaking out against it. Straight ahead, his fate now in the hands of Colorado's governor. We'll have the very latest on that. New twist. Detectives actively working the John Benet Ramsey investigation now turning to new DNA technology. Could it lead to a break in the unsolved case that captivated the nation 25 years ago this week? Today, Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And welcome to today on this Wednesday morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Savannah and Hoda are off. I'm doing the work from home thing. And we've got weekend today co-host Kristen Welker there in Studio 1A. Always good to see you, my friend. Craig, it is always good to see you and good to be with you on this holiday week, even if virtually. And it's another busy one. We begin once again with COVID, the Omicron variant, and more closures and shortages from coast to coast just three days before Christmas. That's right. There's a lot to digest this morning, including those reports that NHL players are not going to participate in next February's Winter Olympics. An announcement from the league expected as early as today after already pausing the season until after the holidays amid a spike in cases. Here in the New York region, major hospitals have now run out of monoclonal antibody therapies, leaving doctors without the treatment for severely ill patients. Meantime, New York City is ready to offer $100 to residents who get their booster shots before the end of the year. And Israel set to start rolling out a fourth dose of the COVID vaccine for people ages 16 and over, frontline workers and people with immune, weakened immune systems as well. Those eligible can get the shot as long as four months have passed since the third dose. We've got it all covered this Wednesday morning, including the impact on holiday travel and 
a new interview with the CDC's director, but let's start in Washington, D.C. with NBC's Hallie Jackson. Hallie, good morning to you. Hey, Craig, good morning. You know, cases are up 33% across the country, and it's against that backdrop that President Biden is asking people not just to get vaccinated, but to get boosted for the best protection heading into the holidays. But he's also making clear this is not March 2020, right? We're in a different place. And while his administration will roll out half a billion free new at-home tests starting next month, he's facing questions over whether that may be a little too little too late. With the countdown to Christmas getting shorter across the country, the lines are getting longer from New York City to Cleveland, where this drive through site filled to capacity soon after opening Tuesday. Frustrated Americans waiting hours for COVID tests, wondering whether to gather with family over the holidays as cancellations roll in for major public holiday events, all driven by the rapid rise of the Omicron variant. President Biden aiming to reassure vaccinated people they'll be safe over the holidays while delivering a stark warning to unvaccinated Americans. If you're not fully vaccinated, you have good reason to be concerned. You're at a high risk of getting sick. Facing more pressure to fight the latest wave of infections, President Biden says the federal government will set up additional testing sites in places where they're needed most. And starting next month, the administration will ship 500 million at-home COVID test kits for free to anyone who requests one. That's just a couple weeks after the White House downplayed the need for at-home tests. Why not just make them free and give them out to, and have them available everywhere? Should we just send one to every American? Maybe. Then, then, what ha then what happens if, you, if every American has one test? How much does that cost? And then what happens after that? The White House also directing the military to help in hospitals, which are quickly becoming overwhelmed. Doctors and nurses desperate as beds fill up. Sometimes we're calling 20 to 30 hospitals a day trying to find beds for these patients. And a lot of times we have patients that sit in our emergency room for three or four days. Hospitals in multiple states delaying elective surgeries as cases rise. Dr. Joe Gastaldo says bed capacity at his hospital in Columbus is tight, with the vast majority of COVID patients there unvaccinated. Unless you live in a bubble or unless you live on top of a mountain and don't have any contact with society, everybody has a date with this virus. I'm very concerned for people who don't have any degree of immunity. There's also some new medical news this morning with multiple sources telling Bloomberg the FDA could authorize as soon as this week a pair of pills from Pfizer and Merck that would help treat COVID in people who are infected, which would be another key step in the fight against this pandemic. Craig? Hallie, thank you. That sets us up nicely for Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the director of the CDC. Dr. Walensky, good morning to you. Good morning, Craig. Good to be back with you. President Biden insisted on Tuesday that this was nothing like March of 2020, but here you have long lines at testing sites. You've got uh, Broadway shows shutting down, sports leagues hitting pause, holiday parties being canceled. Um, a lot of folks are worried. What do you say this morning, Dr. Walensky, to all the people who are panicking right now? Yeah, things are moving quickly. So let me just back up and tell us where we are because there really is no need to panic. So we now know that about 73% of cases um, in the United States now are Omicron um, and that uh, the, we expected this because we have seen the doubling times of this virus um, in other countries um, have been really rapid and that's what we've seen here in the United States. And that really was the motivation for the president and the administration's action right now. And those actions 
actions include providing support capacity in surging hospitals. It includes getting more tests out there and increasing access to free testing. And then it, of course, of course provides support for more vaccinations, more shots in arms, more boosting. But I do want to remind people that we are in a very different place than we were a year ago. We have vaccines. We have boosters. And we have all of the science that demonstrates the prevention interventions like masking and indoor settings work to mitigate the spread of this virus. Dr. Linsky, you just said that, that, that we knew this was coming. Why then weren't more of those at-home testing kits secured and, and made available in mass, even perhaps right after the Delta surge or during the Delta surge? Why, why does it appear as if we were caught a bit flat-footed with regards to testing capacity specifically? So this has come on quickly. We've learned about Omicron just over Thanksgiving or just prior to Thanksgiving around the end of November. And we, uh, the doubling time of this virus has been really rapid. The administration is doing a lot with regard to testing and we recognize we have more work to do. So that of course includes a $3 billion investment in rapid tests and 500,000 rapid tests that are anticipated to be able to be delivered um, in January. We have 20,000 sites where you can get a free PCR. And in fact, right now in areas of high demand, including New York, we're setting up more new federal uh, PCR testing sites so that um, we can address this surge in demand. We know that the recommendation has been to, to test before you go and, and see friends and family, but be, because so many people seem to be having a hard time getting that test, if you are boosted, if you're vaxxed, can you simply forego the test and still uh, go on your merry way and, and spend time during the holidays with your friends and, lo and loved ones? Yeah, we really do want people to be able to gather. And safe gathering includes, of course, being vaccinated, ideally being boosted if you're eligible to be boosted, and making sure that all the people who you gather with have also been doing, are also vaccinated and boosted. But I want to remind folks that, um, you know, so much about the safety of your gathering has less to do with the plane ride or the train ride that you're going to do to get there, and very much to do with the behaviors that you have in the week prior to your uh, gathering. Have you been practicing those safe prevention strategies or have you been out and gathering in indoor settings with uh, public indoor settings without a mask on? Because that's really when your exposure would have happened. Dr. Walensky, really quickly here, not much time. Uh, cases are rising fast. We know this new variant is, is so transmissible. There have been so many breakthrough cases. Is it reasonable to expect at this point that that everyone's just going to get COVID and your outcome is going to pretty much depend on your, your vaccination status. Um, certainly, your outcome is going to depend on your vaccination status. We have seen time and time again, in fact, data just released again last week demonstrated that you're 20 times more likely to die from COVID if you're unvaccinated compared to if you're boosted, 10 times more likely to be a case if you're unvaccinated compared to if you're boosted. I do think that um, we will see that those who are vaccinated and boosted will have less severe outcomes, less risk of mortality. There are going to be breakthrough cases of Omicron. Um, and they will be cases, but they will be certainly milder if you're vaccinated and boosted. Dr. Rochelle Walensky, thanks as always for your time. Hope you, you can enjoy the holidays a bit this week as well. <laughs> Thank you so much, Craig. 
All right, well, great interview, Craig. In the meantime, with just three days to go until Christmas, holiday travel is ramping up from coast to coast. The nation's highways and runways are seeing a record number of travelers. It all comes amid a new warning from two aviation giants about new 5G cell phone technology, saying it could interfere with critical cockpit technology. NBC's Tom Costello is at Reagan National Airport with the very latest on all of this. Tom, good morning to you. Hey, Kristen, yeah, a lot to cover here. Let's start with the travel rush right now. We got about 2.1 million people flying every day, so that's double what we had a year ago. Still below 2019 levels nationwide, but it's still very strong. Meanwhile, most people, of course, out on the roads, and if you're driving, traffic up 34% compared to last year. On this Wednesday before Christmas, you've got good company if you're hitting the road. Millions are getting behind the wheel this morning, clogging key interstates from I-95 on the East Coast to the 101 out West. Among the drivers this week, 23-year-old Madison Cruz heading from Baltimore, Maryland to Roswell, Georgia. With the rise of the new COVID variant, it's just extra scary to be around people, especially coming home to grandparents and family. Meanwhile, among the busiest big airports today, LAX, 8 a.m., and Dallas at 10 a.m. Across the country, many airports are reporting pandemic record-breaking traffic, even all-time records. The rebound really came on us unexpectedly. We didn't expect to see passengers come back the way they did. At LAX in Los Angeles, United Airlines sees a stark contrast to just nine months or even a year ago. We are back up to 120 plus flights. But COVID remains top of mind for many people traveling to see family and friends. On the plane itself, it's really quite safe, particularly if you're vaccinated and boosted. But in other settings, it may not be so safe. Meanwhile, this morning, more pressure on the cell phone industry to delay the rollout of 5G technology next month after airplane giants Boeing and Airbus issued a rare joint call for the government and cell phone industry to postpone the rollout, warning 5G could interfere with critical cockpit technology. The cell phone industry says there's no reason to delay the rollout, telling NBC News 5G networks operate safely without interference in nearly 40 countries around the world, and it will be no different here. But pilot organizations, airlines, and members of Congress share the concern that 5G can interfere with the plane's altimeters. If you're coming down in zero visibility and your radio altimeter is off, then you might just go boom into the ground. Yeah, the FAA has already issued an airworthiness directive for pilots starting in January. No using the altimeter when you're coming in for a landing in bad weather and you're close to a 5G site. The airlines are warning that could disrupt the travel plans for Americans across the country. 32 million Americans could see cancellations, diversions, postponements. And so that is why you've got multiple agencies now calling for a postponement of the 5G rollout. Kristen? Just remarkable. A lot of different headlines you're covering. Let me ask you about one more. There's also a new push from a major airline this morning to loosen CDC isolation length recommendations. What can you tell us about this, Tom? 
Yeah, Delta Airlines is calling on the CDC to shorten the period of time that you would need to quarantine or isolate if you get COVID and you've already been vaxxed and boosted. Delta wants to bring that down from 10 days down to five, citing data suggesting that, again, the vaxxed and the boosted against the Omicron variant recover more quickly. We'll see how that moves forward. But Delta is concerned about, of course, the impact on the business model as well for them. Tom Costello, thank you so much. And now to a, a controversial sentence for that driver who caused a fatal crash near Denver, 110 years. That was the sentence, and it's sparking outrage and a growing demand for change. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin has the latest on this one for us. Aaron, good morning. Craig, good morning. Rogel Aguilera Medeiros was sentenced to the lengthy term last week because of state laws that require sentences for certain crimes to be served consecutively or back to back. Now there are mounting calls for clemency action from the Colorado governor. This morning, there are growing calls in Colorado to reduce a controversial 110-year sentence. Celebrity attention and an online petition signed by nearly 5 million people asking for help for a truck driver responsible for a fatal crash near Denver two years ago. Now, a Colorado district attorney asking for a hearing to examine whether it should stand. Rogel Aguilera Medeiros was sentenced on December 13th for the deadly yes, chain reaction crash that captured the nation's attention in oh, April guys, 2019. Oh, my God! We almost died! The crash reached 28 vehicles. Four people were killed. The 26-year-old Aguilera Madero says his brakes failed. Prosecutors say the driver should have taken steps to prevent the crash, including diverting to truck ramps. Aguilera Madero testifying last week that he never meant to hurt anyone. I would have, for fear, God taking me instead of death. In October, a jury found Aguilera Medeiros guilty of 27 counts, including vehicular homicide and vehicular assault. And last week, the judge citing Colorado state law that required sentences for each count to be served consecutively. If I had the discretion, it would not be my sentence. Though he said that Aguilera Medeiros did deserve prison time, nearly 5 million people have signed a petition on the website change.org. Prominent figures, including Kim Kardashian West, also speaking out, urging Governor Polis to either grant Aguilera Medeiros clemency or commute the sentence. I understand that the judge had to adhere to the, the minimum sentencing per law. However, we do believe that was an unjust sentencing. Families of the victims even voicing their support of sentence modification. I know that I don't get to have my dad for the rest of his, my life, but I hope that um, the defendant's son can have his dad for the rest of his life. Aaron, Colorado's Governor Jared Polis, how is he responding to, to all of this so far? Well, his spokesperson tells NBC News they've just received Aguilar Medeiros's application and the governor's legal team is reviewing it. Once they reach a decision, they'll make an announcement. In the meantime, controversy is also growing surrounding the original prosecutor who, according to the Washington Post, allegedly posted a photo on Facebook of a trophy with a brake shoe engraved with the case number. Craig. All right. Uh, Aaron McLaughlin for us this morning. Aaron, thank you. 
Time now to get our first check of the weather on this Wednesday before Christmas. WNBC's Dave Price is in for Al this morning. Hey there, Dave. It is so good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see both of you and uh, good to be with you at home. Let's take a check of the weather all across the country. We begin this morning in the northeast. Another coastal low that's bringing rain, freezing rain, sleet and snow, depending on where you are. This is going to continue to work its way off. But weather advisories, winter weather advisories posted from the south of Boston all the way to northern New England, with the exception of coastal areas right around Boston. We could see up to eight inches of snow in northern New England and Maine as this begins to pull on off later on in the afternoon. But rain, ice and snow for the morning drive, certainly, and watch as it pulls offshore. We're also going to see some lake effect snow right along Lake Erie and Lake Ontario as well. Rest of the country, above average high temperatures in the central section of the country today. So could see some local records fall. We're going to have more on that a little later and another strong storm brewing out west that could uh, actually bring snows to some areas as far west as the Rockies all the way into Christmas. And that's our first look at the weather. We'll send it back to both of you. All right, Dave, thank you. Coming up here, the search for new leads in the John Bonet Ramsey case, an unsolved mystery that's captivated the nation for 25 years now. This morning, an inside look at the new DNA technology that detectives hope could finally crack the case, Kristen. Plus, something new to consider when it comes to your family's Christmas tree. Would you ever consider renting one? Craig, I'm asking you, we'll take you to one farm no. where there's hope Never. that it becomes an annual tradition. I think I'm with you. But first, this is Today on NBC. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Nick Friedman. And I'm Lee Alec Murray. And this is The Anime Effect. We're a brand new podcast breaking down the anime and fandom news you care about and revealing just how powerful the effect of anime really is. Every week, we're breaking down the latest anime community developments and what it means for us fans. But we won't stop at just anime. We'll dig into other fandoms we can't get enough of and invite guests we know you'll recognize to join in the discussion. Whether you're a dedicated anime fan or a casual viewer, we want you to experience the anime effect. Tune into The Anime Effect starting February 16th. The Anime Effect is brought to you by Crunchyroll and Sony Music Entertainment. Watch complete episodes on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel or listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're back 7.30 on this Wednesday morning. Just three days to go now until Christmas with a look at our beautiful tree there. I'm working from home this morning. Kristen Welker back in Studio 1A holding things down. Let's get right to a check of your 730 headlines. And we're going to start with a shocking sight during this busy holiday travel week. A police officer 
pulling out a gun after a brawl breaks out at Miami International Airport. Take a look, cell phone video here shows a crowd clashing with police Monday night, and it all apparently started when a charter flight was delayed. Police say an unruly passenger grabbed the keys to an airport golf cart and refused to let a worker leave. The officer who responded soon found himself struggling to get away at one point, appearing to have his arms around the man's neck. And you can see him there, the officer uh, seen pulling out his gun. Fortunately, no shots were fired. Two people were arrested. Miami-Dade police say they are investigating why the officer drew his weapon. Not what you want to see a few days before Christmas, that's for sure. Well, also this morning, the Kellogg strike is now over. The union representing workers at four cereal plants has voted to ratify a tentative contract. The company says the deal includes wage increases and enhanced benefits. And labor reps say there were no concessions. More than 1,400 union members have been on strike since early October from plants in Nebraska, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Kellogg's chairman and CEO says he is pleased about the agreement and looks forward to workers returning, Craig. All right, well, also this morning, one of the most notorious unsolved cases in American history is back in the headlines now. Yeah, it is, Kristen. 25 years after the murder of John Benet Ramsey, no arrests have ever been made, but the case remains an active investigation. And now, authorities say advanced DNA technology may help as they search for new leads. NBC's national correspondent Miguel Almaguer has all the details. Miguel, good morning. Craig, good morning. The Boulder Police Department says it has gathered more than 21,000 tips and gone through 1,500 pieces of evidence over the years, including hundreds of samples of DNA. This morning, investigators are also using genetic DNA testing processes in hopes that new technology will finally shed some light on a horrific crime that continues to baffle authorities. New focus this morning on the John Benet Ramsey case, one of America's most notorious unsolved murders, as officials now turn to advanced DNA. We are kidnapping. Hurry, right, please. Explain to me what's going on, okay? There, we have a, there's a note left and our daughter's gone. The six-year-old beauty contest winner taken overnight from her bed just after Christmas in 1996. This bizarre ransom note, we have your daughter, found inside the family home in Boulder, Colorado. John Bonet's body found hours later wrapped in a blanket in their basement. It's all I could do was just scream. Suspicion from the police and the media fell on her parents, John and Patsy Ramsey, and on her older brother, Burke. I did not have anything to do with it. I love that child with my whole of my heart and soul. In 2008, two years after Patsy Ramsey died of cancer, armed with evolving DNA technology, investigators concluded an unknown male outside the family was responsible. The Boulder County District Attorney apologizing, saying the suspicions about the Ramseys in this case created an ongoing living hell for the Ramsey family. Investigators have analyzed nearly a thousand DNA samples, but no arrests have ever been made. Now detectives are hoping genetic DNA testing, which led to the capture of the Golden State Killer in 2018, may finally bring closure to the family and friends of Jean Benet. 
Her father, John Ramsey, telling NBC News, We know there are a number of items found at the scene that have never been tested for DNA evidence. Time will tell if they're really spending time and resources to find the killer of our daughter. A quarter century of dead-end leads and the memory of a little girl taken from her family on Christmas. Hard to believe it's been uh, 25 years, Miguel. Any, any sense of when they may have results from this new DNA testing? Well, Craig, police are not yet releasing a timeline so far. The Boulder Police Department declined to answer questions, saying this is an active investigation. But genetic DNA technology has helped departments across the country before make progress on cold cases. And detectives in Colorado hope that it finally brings some closure to this case as well, Craig. Hope indeed. Uh, Miguel, thank you. Yeah, a lot of people would like some closure on that case. Well, coming up next, a story you need to see to make your home more secure. Hey, good morning, guys. Are you going away for the holidays? Well, don't make your home a target for thieves. I'm Vicki Wynn. Coming up, some simple security steps, easy things that don't cost you anything that can make your home secure. That's next on Today. And welcome back this morning on In-Depth Today, a closer look at home security, Krista. That's right. All across the country, brazen burglars have been caught on camera smashing windows, knocking down doors, even impersonating police officers. So what can you do to stay safe this holiday season? Well, NBC's investigative and consumer correspondent Vicki Wynn joins us with more. Vicki, a lot of people perking up listening to this one. Hey, good morning, Kristen and Craig. Yeah, you know, these high-profile cases, these videos can really make us question our security in a place where we should all feel the safest, right here at home. And this is the time of year when a lot of folks are traveling for the holidays. But don't worry, this morning we have some very simple tips for you to protect yourself and your family. From coast to coast, home security camera footage released by police captures burglars in action. In New York City, these crooks posed as police officers to get inside, overpower the homeowners, and walk off with $130,000 in cash and jewelry. In Phoenix, burglars deploy a battering ram to break in. In Los Angeles, a mother and her baby followed home and robbed in their driveway. And in Beverly Hills, 81-year-old philanthropist Jacqueline Avant, wife of famed music executive Clarence Avant, shot dead in her home. Police apprehended and later charged this suspect, who also attempted to break into another nearby home. Though national statistics show burglaries are in decline, these cases can shatter our sense of security. While it can be scary to think about these crimes, there are simple steps you can take to prevent the criminals from targeting you and your home. I enlist the help of Mike Zapraconi. He's a former NYPD detective with 16 years of experience. He's now the president of Squad Security, a global security firm. Mike, when it comes to these bad guys breaking in, what's the first thing we should know? Well, these are crimes of opportunities, so we want to make it as difficult as possible for them to come to your home and break in. What's the most common way criminals get into someone's home? Basic things, checking doors, checking windows. They're going to look for something that might be open, unlocked, like this. Uh. If it's locked, they're going to move on. Mike says breaking windows and doors can alert neighbors, and many criminals will move on if there isn't a convenient way in. Another common thing people do, they hide the key under the doormat or maybe nearby the front door. Anywhere in proximity of the door, they're going to check. Don't do it. If you have a security system, Mike says to occasionally call your company to make sure the software and equipment are up to date. No alarm system? He says a video doorbell can be a cheaper alternative. 
This is the time of year, lots of packages coming in, piling up. What should people know about this? We all know about porch pirates, mm -hmm. but this is also a key that no one's home at all. The more things you leave out, more people are gonna know you're not home. Gotta get these inside quickly. Always, quick as possible. Mike, a common question this time of year, what if you have to go on vacation and you're gonna leave your home empty? You wanna make your home feel as secure as possible. So you wanna always try to do as much as you can to make that person, the burglar, think someone's home. You wanna maybe leave lights on? put some shades down. You want to be able to not have somebody be able to look into your window mm -hmm. and see that nobody's around. And if you park your car outside, keep your car doors locked because if you have an automatic garage door opener programmed inside, it'll work even if there are no keys. Mike says thieves sometimes strike right when you get home. So look around before getting out of your car. Be aware of your surroundings and avoid talking and texting on your phone. Let's say you come home and something's not right. The door is open, a window's open. What should you do? Step back for a minute. Call 911, get to a safe place, give them a description of what you saw. Don't go inside. So what happens, Mike, if you're inside and someone breaks in? Don't confront them. Step back, give them whatever they're asking for. It's usually property. Get a really good description, and then when the opportunity comes, call the police once you're safe. Such great tips. And Vicki, what about outside your home? Anything people should consider doing there to make themselves safer? Yeah, you know, this is interesting, Kristen. Mike said a lot of times people were leaving ladders outside their homes or garden tools that are readily available. Some of these crimes are just crimes of opportunity. So if you give the thieves tools to break into your home, that's a bad idea. So clean up outside your home as well this time of year. So many things that we do every day and don't even think about. All right, Vicki Wynn, really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Craig? Yeah, great tips there. Uh, let us switch gears now on a Wednesday morning, get another check of the weather from Dave Price, who's in for Al. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Uh, let's take a check and see what's happening all across the country. Warm weather for the midsection of the country. Look at some of these numbers, 15 to 25 degrees above the norm. 64 in Denver today. Keep in mind, that's more like April weather there. 50 in Kansas City, 69 in Lubbock. That's close to 20 degrees above the norm. As we head into tomorrow, not only do we keep the heat, but we build on it. 81 in Midland, and as we work our way to the east, we could break some records in Texas and Louisiana. The northern tier sees a cool down after the holiday weekend. And that's a quick look at your weather. Back to both of you. All right, Dave. Uh, thank you. Still ahead here. Forget real or fake. This season, there's a new choice that's emerged when it comes to your Christmas tree. Inside the rise of rental trees and the good they can do for your holiday and apparently the environment as well. That's right after this. Join me, Esther Perel, every Monday in my office on Where Should We Begin? I'm talking to couples and individuals about love and work, about turning conflict into connection. More than ever, our relationships define the quality of our lives. So let's explore the myriad of relational challenges together. See you Monday. Hi everyone, I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. 
We are back with an absolute icon of the holiday season, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree right there, looking beautiful. Yep, you know, Christopher, most a trim tree is a must. Your options are real or fake, but now some places are offering a third choice, rentals. We'll let NBC's Molly Hunter explain. Molly, good morning. Hey guys, good morning from a Christmas tree farm in the Cotswolds. Now here you come, you pick out your dream tree. Three weeks later, you bring it right back so it can keep living. Take a look. With just a few more days until Christmas, there are still lonely trees waiting to be brought home. But this year, instead of buying a freshly cut tree, well, here comes rental claws. It feels so good to keep your tree alive. There's something slightly gets in your heart. And Paul Keen is full of heart. You have more people who want to rent than you guys can supply yeah, right now. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, oh, by far, yeah. Why is that right now, do you think? I think it's just everyone likes the idea. Today, about 80% of their customers walk away with potted, pre-loved rental trees. After three weeks of holiday festivities and a little ornament wear and tear, they bring them right back here. They'll get a little prune up in, in January, make sure they're fit, ready to go for another year, and we'll look after them again. Americans buy about 30 million Christmas trees, and while some will be composted and recycled, most will wind up in landfills. The average carbon footprint for a natural tree thrown into a landfill is almost 13 times more than a potted tree that's been replanted. Plus, out here, there's just more variety. There are fat ones, skinny ones, trees with character, and this slightly lopsided six-footer. Given it a splint already, and he's still still trying to go around the corner. You <gasps> <laughs> could still say, I'd be all right. Not unlike Charlie Brown's famous Christmas tree, but thousands and thousands of Rental Claws customers having more joyful luck. It's like this relentless optimism. This could be better could next be year. Better. You it could be, be even yeah. better next year. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they can catch us out. They're, they're, they're as individual as you and I, and, and they all do their own thing. There's a tree for everyone. Oh my God, it's so cute. Loyal annual customers get so attached, they start naming their trees. You found this guy. Has it grown since you've seen it last year? Do you know what? I'm actually not sure. <laughs> I thought it might be a bit bigger, actually. <laughs> This is Franklin the Fir, and for Sophie, the choice to rent was easy. Yeah, we just didn't want to cut down another tree. Potted trees require less land, less fertilizer, and Rental Claws says they can last up to 10 years, all the while living their best lives. Now, not all of these trees will get to spend another cozy Christmas inside. When some of these trees reach a certain height, they will either be planted into the ground to grow even taller, or they will be put out to pasture to start decomposing. I'll send it back to you guys. Molly, thank you. All right, like that lopsided tree. Well, just ahead, Carson joins us for Pop Start, including Mariah Carey's new family-filled twist on her holiday classic.